Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part five in our conversation on disappointment. We hope you enjoy. When you hear me unpack that a little bit, does any, like, do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have a different way to look at it? What, any, any thoughts about just kind of how that internally plays out sometimes? Yeah, it's interesting. You use a, a curiosity and compassion. Uh, there's like a three-step um, when I have overwhelming emotions and disappointment being one of them or ain't just like self self loathing. Uh, like when you listed those things, when you start like that, like uh, I guess like cascading effect of like, of I'm not good enough. I'm not a good husband. I'm not a good father. Mine is, mine is a little different. And some, some guys might hear this differently where mine is, I am like other people don't like me. Other people won't accept me. Other people are tired of this. Other people are going to reject me. Mm. Um, so it is, it's similar, but it's, fo- it's like focused differently. And that's kind of just why we're, we're all unique in our own way and how we experience disappointment. But when that starts on me and the fear of rejection happens, uh, because I'm, a, because I feel intense shame like there's some like I am wrong in some deeper way that people that I don't understand and and but other people can see. That's how shame works for me. So when I get stuck in that overwhelming emotion, it's acknowledge the emotion, show compassionate curiosity, and then have collective problem solving. Collective problem solving, if you're doing it internally, is my different perspectives on life. So like how am I so if I were to give this advice, if someone else was in my shoes, what advice would I give? Mm-hmm. If I was like, what am I seeing now that I didn't see three months ago? What is how am I because there is growth. We can it's seeing those things. So being curious, that showing compassionate curiosity, you not know, like, man, why the heck am I such an idiot? That's not compassionate curiosity. It's why it's saying it's like, what about this is making me feel small, angry, lonely. What is that? And if because if you can name it and acknowledge it accurately, we're able to address it in a healthier way. And that takes time. And like, I guess if if this is new to somebody, it's like, well, that seems pretty juvenile or silly. Because like, why should I take the time to do that? It's like, well, because the first, like, the f- more time we can put in between the the thought and the action. The thought being like, I'm a piece of crap to the action. I was like, well, you know, I might as well just keep doing stupid. If we can give us more space between those by being honest with ourselves and taking the perspectives from other people that we that care deeply about us, we're able to respond and take action in a healthier way. It's why sharing our stories with people is so important because we especially our stories are full of disappointments and setbacks and relapse and sin and hurt. And we share those with other people, we get to see how we're similar to each other. And I don't know, whenever I share something that's, that's true and painful about myself, about when I share a disappointment in my life, inevitably someone else has something very similar to that. And they get to learn from me. I get to learn from them and their response, and they get to learn in how I responded. And that's that collective problem solving at, at the end where there's other perspectives that I heard. There's other men that I trust that are godly men that love me who shared their perspective and how they responded to things. And I'm able to take that in, into consideration when I give compassionate curiosity to why I'm actually feeling this way. Why am I disappointed? Yep. So, so when you have overwhelming disappointment, 
um, I think I think to summarize, we're saying if you can try to slow down enough to be curious, mm-hmm. and that looks like you know, write if you if you're if you like if you're able to write, like write down your thoughts and try to process what it is you're at. Because a lot of times we feel just like a vague sense of of anger or sadness or uh, discontentment, but but we got to make, we got to go from vague to clear and, and we only get clarity when we understand. And so write it down, write down your thoughts, ask mm. yourself the questions, think for a moment, um, talk with someone, right. But somehow you got to get it out. And then secondly, compassion, like talk to yourself the way you would talk to somebody you deeply love, you know, can I treat myself the same way I would treat my son who I love so much? Like, I'm not going to sit there and berate him if he messes up because I love him deeply. And it's fascinating how hard we are on ourselves. And then we end up just doing more stupid things when we're in that. Yeah. Yeah, And like that, the way we talk to ourselves, when you say that, correct me if I'm wrong. When you say that it's our inner monologue, the voice we hear when we're talking about, how I respond to like when you're like, I like revving yourself up for something like, all right, I'm going to go into the job. I'm going to go into work today with this. Like, these are the things I need to do. Or you're in the middle of a conversation or a difficult or a difficult conversation or conflict or a problem. How am I voicing things to myself? That, that voice that we hear, if that voice, if you were to write down everything that that voice is saying, what you are saying to yourself, would it be healthy? Like, and that's something that I've gained a lot of, I guess, uh, hope for myself is my inner monologue. Man, even like two, three years ago was horrible. It was not good. If I were to write out what I said to myself in, internally and gave it to somebody and be like, what type of evil person is talking to you this way? Oh, that's just me. That's just how I treat myself when I'm by myself. Like, yep. and that, like, if, if we can all think about someone who we've been around who's like negative all the time and just like everything sucks and it's just like, blah, blah, it's like, that drains you. Yeah. And if we're the reason why we, why we are saying it's important and how we compassionately treat ourselves and talk to ourselves in a way in which we love someone, because that produces a stronger awareness of Christ's love for ourselves and we're able to handle disappointment better but it takes time. Yep. Mm. You can control how you talk to yourself. Yes. So let's move on to the second thing. <laughs> Which is <an> intentional <laughs> Just the second thing. The second thing. And I think, yeah, and this will be the last thing we talk about in this conversation, but um, unless you have any, anything else that's pressing, we'll find what out. What do we do when other people disappoint us or when other people are disappointing And I think we have to realize right away, we cannot control other people. Also, it's commonly been called the golden rule, but it's, it's a beautiful principle. And that is, you know, to treat others right the way that we want God to treat us. And so when others fail, when others disappoint, when others don't, live up to our expectations. We have a good friend and they don't 
show up the way we want them to, or we have a spouse or, or a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, and they're not showing up the way that we want them to. And there can be disappointment or someone relapses or someone sins or someone says something they shouldn't say. We can't control what they do, but we can control how we respond and and how do we respond in such a way that is healthy and that is good for them and for us. And I think that, I think that, um, Bonhoeffer gives us a good, gives us good guidance on that, right? Do what's given to you and do it well. And you have done enough. I love that. And you will have done enough. Live together in the forgiveness of your sins. Forgive each other every day from the bottom of your hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part six in our conversation. We'll see you then.